welcome to another very special episode of Dead Men Talk. And to, to follow the last episode uh, that I released where I, I welcomed uh, Sound of the Sirens, I, I am, it may not look like it at the minute, but I have welcomed um, another acoustic singer-songwriter duo. Um, one that I've actually got a personal link to as well, which, which we'll discuss. And I welcome, it will be Chris and Rich, just Chris at the moment, but searching for autumn. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Very good. good. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll wait for at some point. Rich will drop in just to let the viewers yeah, and the, the, I, the I listeners so, know. Yeah. But um, yeah, the the world of life happens. Life has happened yeah. for him. So he's he's yeah. on his way. But this so to lay to lay the groundwork for those who who are watching this who may not know, um, what the link is between us. We were actually at school together. Um, it's taken us till now, twenty two years nearly to speak again so hopefully this won't be the last time for the next 22 years um but it's it's great to catch up with you mate we have just had a bit of a chat before we did this so yeah sort of sort of warmed up a bit but how, how's things going you know how has the last sort of 20 years been treating you yeah well it's been all right like I say you know married couple of kids um still in Basingstoke back yeah. in Winklebury yeah so yeah, not much has changed really, other than kids and marriage. <laughs> but it changes everything. That's the problem. Well, it not the problem. Change. I shouldn't say yeah. that. Just in case they are listening, but it's not a problem. But yeah, yeah, life does change. But um, the the reason I I reached out for you, to you guys in particular is um, to bring you on to talk about your music, because I do remember back along. Um, during our school days, there were there were a couple of you that were very very musical. I remember guitars being brought into class in in um, sort of our later years and whatever, um, which was very odd at the time. But I was very very envious that you guys were just able to just get together and and make music just literally where yeah. you were, um, and you've carried this forward. So so sort of you know just to introduce um, the. the uh, the, the duo, the group, um, Searching for Autumn. When was it that you and Rich sort of got together first and then started, when did it start taking off that you started performing as Searching for Autumn? So obviously we was we were in a band together, like what you were saying at school. Um, and I think we, we, one of the first names of that was like Strangers at Midnight or something. <laughs> we were like, man, that sounds a bit odd. <laughs> bit off so but it, anyway, was the, yeah, we, it was the 90s though so yeah, it was the 90s, yeah. <laughs> well we went to see a band called the men they couldn't hang with mr bates oh okay cool. to the anvil to see him right so it was like oh we like that sort of name so we'll be the strangers of midnight and um we thought that was a bit dodgy but anyway <laughs> yeah so we've done that and then we ended up splitting up when we left school we you know went off and done our own thing and then really i didn't play music for probably 20 years. I didn't wow. play my guitar. It just went in there. Every now and then I'd get it out. Mm -hmm. um, it was just hit away and I never played it. So probably about two years ago, two, three years ago, I started playing again. Mm. Just a, an old guitar I had and the bridge was all knackered. And right. so the, the action was really high right. and my fingers were like bleeding almost <laughs> playing the old acoustic guitar again. But I just randomly wrote a song. We just right. come out and played. I picked it up and wrote a song, and I was like, hmm, it sounds all right. So I was kind of thinking to myself, how am I going to get into back into music? And mm. um, I, I see Rich quite often anyway. Mm. So I just said to Rich, do you want to have a jam? I've got a 
song. Hmm. And I don't even can't even remember what that song is now. I don't think we. Ah, it's one of my questions. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. <laughs> yeah, so I, I can't I can't remember what it was, but we had a jam, and it sort of went from there. Cool. So we just started. Because so, the way it kind of works is I'll write a song, hmm. with lyrics and the sort of melody, and then Richie does what Richie's brilliant at and puts all the all the, uh, the science over it. And whistles on it. Yeah, it makes it Brilliant. sound, gives it a real cool sound, I think, mm. that we were sort of going for. But yeah, so probably probably two, two, three years ago, okay. we started playing together again. Wow. What was the, what was the, the any reason why sort of music was, was put to the, the back burner for that long for you? Or was it just, again, life that just well, came together? I, so when, when we split up as a band, and that was kind of, I think, when I probably just left school, um, I didn't really have a lot of confidence going out playing on my own and stuff. I did try with a, a geezer I met down a pub and yeah. it just didn't feel the same. Yeah. And then I suppose just life started to take over, uh, working and then let me miss yeah. and it sort of, yeah, sort of just took the back burner. Just okay. completely. Oh, I, I, I was still into music. I was still yeah. into listening to music. I love my music, mm. um, but just stopped playing. And I, I just ended up losing confidence really. Right. Um, and like I say, every now and then I'd get the guitar out and have a whack on it, and I'd think, oh, yeah, put it back. And then, but the, like I say, that one day, I, I just wrote a song. It just come out of nowhere. Was that, was, is that the oh, first one you'd done, or way back, like at school? Did you did you have anything written back then, or did need? Yes, yeah, so we had a couple of our own tunes back then. One was called Life on Mars, which was we. That was an original track we had. The, okay. we With played. a recognisable title, I love it. So it was instantly could get recognition on there. So. Well, yeah, we played that at a, like a Battle of the Bands thing at Brighton Hill School, um, and we had a couple of other things. I've written a couple of other things, which I still went sort of play every now and then. Um, but yeah, and then like I said, I did like nothing for oh. twenty years. So interesting enough. Then, where did this song kind of come from? I mean, if you can, you remember? You can't remember which song it was. Can you remember anything about what? what drove you to write it or what the the you know what the inspiration was no so i find with songwriting i'll play some chords and then a melody might come mm. and i'll just sort of say any lyrics in my head and um it will it either goes or it don't mm. it's almost like it writes itself to a way i know that sounds called kind no. of cliche no i've, I've had like two or three books written like that just yeah become, it just yeah, kind yeah. of goes and like I say, that particular song, I don't really know what it was about, but the next, the very next song I wrote after that was called Silence Within, which we still play now. I like that one. Yeah, yeah, that's one. Yeah, which is one where Richie just plays and I just do the, the vocals mm. on it. Yeah. But that was, that was the second song I wrote. Wow. And, um, and yeah, again, lyrically, started playing it. And lyrically, I was just putting some lyrics together mm. and... I didn't know what it was going to be about. Rarely do I know what my... I, I very rarely start a song and think I'm going to write this a song about this today yeah. or that today. Yeah. The lyrics, yeah. whatever the lyrics I've come out and that catch my ear, then it kinds to take mm. it, take life from that. Yeah. Because that song's about... Um, not a serial killer, but like a stalker. Okay. Stalking a, a woman. Yeah. That yeah. He, he, he does kill this woman, but it's about him... So from the verse and the stalker and how we done her in and then <laughs> so this, 
this is what fascinates me, especially with music. And I know we were saying um, just before we came on here. So, so music has always been a massive thing. It's probably the first source of inspiration I ever had. It goes way back to my musical influences. It's it's what really catches my attention. But since I moved down to Devon and discovered folk music, is is yeah. songs with a narrative. Yeah. With with a story, not just like oh, I'm feeling this today, or this happened to me. Yeah, you know, yeah. Some sort of story behind them. So. Uh, so that that one there, actually, that is that is it's obviously not something hopefully that's happened to you, no, no, <laughs> but yeah. something you've taken from somewhere, you know, just kind of shows yeah. where where influence and inspiration can come from. Anyway. I think, I mean, I don't know where the, the initial lyrics come from, so I wasn't thinking about murdering a woman or anything. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Let's hope not. I don't know where those lyrics come from, but I think it probably comes from. So when I was growing up, I always liked darker lyrics. Yeah. So. I used to love Nirvana, but Polly was about uh, sort of a serial killer, mm -hmm. which was one of Nirvana's songs. Mm -hmm. And I loved like Sound of Silence by some yeah. those darker kind of lyrics. And recently I started listening to um, Bobby Gentry, yeah. who used to do a load of stuff in the 60s uh, with Glen Campbell, but she's got about three or four of her own songs and they are really dark songs. Okay. Um, and, um, and I love them. I just love the lyrics, yeah. the way they make you kind of feel. Um, so I think that's where the inspiration comes from, probably lyrically, mm. um, is from listening to that type of music. Okay. Like Eleanor Rigby is another one from the Beatles, massive Beatles fan, and Eleanor Rigby yeah. is probably my favourite um, Beatles tune. And just that haunting feeling yeah. um, that those lyrics and the melody brings on. So I think yeah. that's definitely like, probably where that, that comes from. Um, but I have two types, so I do have songs where they, there's no story to it really, and it's just a random. Yeah. Sometimes I don't even know what they're about until I then play them a couple of times, and then I think, oh yeah, it's probably about this. That's interesting. Maybe that's something I felt or whatever, and it's just yeah. come out. It's really sub subconsciously written itself. Yeah, through, just, just yeah. Down, yeah. Like I said, very, very rarely, um, if ever, I've written a song where I've sat down and gone, I'm going to write mm. about love today or i'm gonna write this or the song starts and then it takes life from there yeah that's that's comforting to know for me you know as a bit of a failed songwriter so far i i've, I've got one going on my i've got a notes app on my phone so if any you know ideas for books or or songs that come to me i do write them yeah. down i've got one on the go probably on the go for about sort of two months i've just been adding little bits too i think i've been trying to kind of pigeonhole it into it's about this or it's got to be about this, or I've got a title in mind, yeah. and I'm like, okay, I've got to write to that, to yeah. know that actually you've been able to write your stuff without setting those boundaries first. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, no, I think I'd find it harder. If someone, I, I, I know for a fact, I've got a mate who is a songwriter, and you could go to him, oh, Bill, can you write me a song about this? Mm. And he'll write you a song about that, whatever right. you've asked. Yeah. If someone asked me, I would really struggle to sit yeah. down and then write a song about, something already in mind i yeah. think it just needs to it just happens or it don't it's, it's got to be organic you've got to be able to relate to it or you know connect to it haven't you if it's something yeah i think just it's just for me that's just the way it works yeah so like for example i've not written i wrote a song uh last week and that's the first song i've written in months right because it either comes or it doesn't I just, yeah and i've decided not to try and force it because if i try and force it i just get frustrated and don't write anything. yeah exactly so if, if you it walk comes, away it comes. Yeah. But, yeah. So, so, so I go through it in a minute. Going on to a couple of your um, your videos that I've seen 
um, that are up there on on the interweb. Um, yeah. You've actually over the last couple of days put me onto a guy I had never even heard before until I saw a couple of your covers. A guy called Tyler Childers. Yeah, um, yeah. See, I, I I heard your versions and then I I listened to his versions. He's quite country, isn't he? Yeah, so say that? Got, yeah, Americana yeah. country type. Yeah. Dark country, I think it is, because that's another... Um, I, you know what, I've never heard that expression, but that's exactly what I had in my head. Yeah. Yeah, dark okay. country. Yeah. That's cool. There's loads of great artists that do similar type of music. Mm. Yeah, he's cool, Tyler Charlie. Yeah. yeah, and it was uh, White House Road and yeah. uh, the other one. Nose on the grindstone. Have I got that right? Yeah. Nose on the grindstone. And the, I, I think what I loved about your versions, I mean, I love both, but what I what really grabbed me with your versions is is firstly, it's it's almost like it, it's quite raw. It's just you, yeah. it's just you two, two guitars. Yeah. Nothing else. Very haunting. Then, like we yeah. said, you know, with the lyrics and that, it really does bring yeah. it to life. But he's listened to some of his fuller versions, and and you know, there's a lot more behind it. It does. You do yeah. get that kind of country feel to it. Um, yeah. well, I mean, the first versions I heard of those songs was literally Tyler Childers doing them live with just a guitar. Oh, okay. Right. Like acoustic sessions. So yeah. we pretty much ripped them off and just play them. As oh, okay. Play. Oh, that's cool. Um, that's but cool. yeah, but yeah, yeah, I love Tyler Childers, man. He's got some really great stuff. It's, it's cool. And I'm going to be delving. Uh, I, I love just finding other artists out there out of like nothing you know there, there's yeah. quite a few folk artists that I've, i literally put on a spot spotify playlist while i've been like cleaning or something and one yeah, track's yeah, come yeah. through and it's been enough for me to then just go through their back catalog because i absolutely yeah, love what they cool. do so now that you're in the room yeah. um i mean you can both because chris i haven't really sort of directed this question yet but your your sort of songwriting influences um if there are any acts out there any any particular musicians that that have Inspired, influenced you in a certain way to your songwriting style or playing style so far in particular? Um, I don't think there's one particular act that's um, influenced me, but there's a lot of acts, mm. like just going through from listening to Nirvana when I was a kid, mm. and now Dark Country had a really big influence. So Tyler, I found Tyler Childers just by searching Dark Country, and there's loads of great artists, but they're all similar lyrically so mm. they have those dark lyrics involved because we do the other one didn't we was um gallows pole yeah which yeah, is yeah. Okay. um called willie watson and right. that's he does a it's a cover of a led zeppelin tune but he does it a lot really differently but okay. the lyrics in that are you know dark lyrics yeah um, so i think that is what's probably influenced me lyrically okay um, since i started writing again anyway i suppose yeah yeah how about you, Rich? How about you? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I suppose my my plan. So, I mean, generally with the songs, to be fair, Chris is the one that, that does the core writing of them. Mm. Um, he normally brings a song, and then we sit down um, and we sort of jam through it. And I kind of end up just just bringing in some of the melodic side of it, um, some of the sort of the background melodies, harmonies, yeah. um, just have a, a tinker around. But I think a lot of probably my playing uh, growing up was definitely things like Pink Floyd. Yeah. Um, and, and Zeppelin um, and, and down that type of road, I suppose, is yeah. where I, my, my influences originally came from. Um, I, I got a bit grungy, I suppose, um, into my late teens, into sort of um, Alice in Chains and stuff like that. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, sort of um, in recent years, sort of gone more into sort of soul and funk. So I've had a bit of a, a diverse. But with, with Chris, it just, 
I sort of don't, and I think Chris is the same. We we just sort of let it come naturally, and what yeah. comes out comes out. So you know, yeah. some of our songs are quite different to each other, but it it still sounds within a certain vein, but not yeah. um, not all the same, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, because most of the songs we've got, literally, they'll I'll show it to Rich, and he'll put something to it, and if it doesn't really happen straight away, we usually park it, don't we? Yeah. And um, okay. we'll think, oh, we'll go back to that one where we've actually mm. got to put some effort in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we definitely don't, never try and force, force <laughs> no, anything, do no. we? we? We we sit down, we normally have a bit of a crack at it, yeah. and if, if it don't come off straight away, like you said, we, we we put it to the side, and then we'll just jam a couple of other. Yeah. And next minute, after time, to be fair, they, they they the sort of writing process after Chris has got the core of it normally happens quite quickly. Yeah, within an, yeah. within an hour or something, we've literally. suddenly got all these melodies, harmonies, and we just bang away oh, with that yeah, one. Awesome. And, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, cool. It's hard work. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't yeah. be. It wouldn't be worth it if it wasn't really, would it? Uh, to be fair, no. so, so, I guess so. Is it sort of only like last couple of years or so that you got together? You know, we're under the Searching for Autumn banner. That I understand. Yeah. yeah. Where did <laughs> what impact did COVID have on all this? Obviously, you know, in terms of creativity and then being able to get out there and actually perform. Well, the, obviously, the biggest thing was getting out there mm. to um, uh, performing. It just stopped us, like. So now, as things are picking up again, where we can do open mics and we've been doing some showcase nights, just networking with other musicians and then sort of gigs are generating gigs. Um, whereas obviously COVID, we were putting stuff up online and that, but it, it, it weren't the same anyway. But no. so COVID affected it that way, I think. So it's, it feels like now to me that it's just starting to sort of pick up, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It was definitely a bit of a learning process going through, through the COVID side because we, we, we tried to do everything properly, you know, stick to the rules. And we yeah. even the first time we got together, we tried to have a jam live across. I think live, it was across Zoom, yeah, across Zoom thing. or yeah. something. Yeah. And yeah. of course, there's a there's a. We, I've never tried that before. No. Um, and there's a delay. Yeah. So you can't. Yeah. Me and Chris were playing together, and it just sounded like a mash because yeah, we were about yeah, yeah. three seconds yeah, out yeah, from each yeah, other yeah. all the time, and I, we just could not get our heads around it. And I spoke um, to somebody. Else, no, you can't. You it's physically impossible to do that. It yeah. probably would have made a good alternative track though. <laughs> like, yeah, probably. That <laughs> was jazz. Yeah, that's right. You, you should have recorded it anyway. You might, you know, if you get stuck down the line. But you had so many acts during that time that seemed to become sensations over things like TikTok and whatever because yeah. their versions of, you know, the Weller Man springs to mind. Yeah. Um, you know, so with that, you know, you have these technical issues like these delays. How do these guys make it work? You know, I mean, they, they, I mean, what, what, what we've done, I think a lot of it is. Um, from from the, the the sort of putting stuff out because we did put a few videos yeah, out in covid videos, but what you have yeah. to do is you have to record one bit and send it to the other guy and yeah, then you record yeah. the top and it looks like in a box you're both sat there playing together but you're, you're technically not it's all done yeah, at different yeah. times but that was the sort of way we got around it and when when it sort of it uh, eased off for a bit obviously and we went back into lockdown and those, those couple of moments where it eased off for a bit we were meeting out in, in the middle of yeah. nowhere we drive out into yeah. the country and because i've got yeah. a camper van a yeah. couple of um couple yeah. of uh chairs wouldn't it yeah that was and cool then though, just park it? up in the middle of the countryside somewhere man just sit on the side and lay by yeah, and just yeah, start yeah, jamming yeah. out some tunes i've yeah. seen a couple of those they were, they were brilliant oh, it just looks like so much fun like you guys yeah just literally have gone out into the middle of nowhere and you just yeah, happen to have guitars on. As well. <laughs> yeah <laughs> again who didn't i went the other way you know i <laughs> i got rid of mine just oh, good <laughs> <job>. <laughs> yeah. brilliant uh so um so when you the opportunity came to first start getting out there and perform um, do you feel that then COVID benefited you in a way because you, you were able to either do some writing during that period or, or you were you were more prepared, you know, when you first got out there at your first performance? 
No, not for me. I think because we started doing some open mic nights um, before COVID. Mm. And like I, I say, I was just like really nervous on those ones. It was the first yeah. time I performed in ages. So it was almost just like, oh, I just want to get through it. And I, I, I kind of didn't enjoy the early ones. I enjoyed watching other acts, but when I was on there, I just wanted to get through it. And then, um, but I don't think COVID really, because we couldn't even jam properly, could we say, no, practicing. Yeah. I think I found it quite frustrating, really. I think yeah. we, we just sort of, like yeah. was saying, we, we'd sort of done the first couple of, you know, I suppose pulling the Band-Aid off the first yeah. few like, gigs. Yeah. Yeah. And then we just started to get a bit of rhythm up together and it all sort of went, went peak song and then we obviously we were sort of benched really yeah um for me like it was really difficult because we write like as in chris writes the the, the songs but then i come and collab on top mm. it, was, it, we, it was impossible to do that so no matter how much chris had wrote we couldn't yeah. do that as such yeah. Yeah. um it's quite difficult really because i mean for me I, i'm quite a sort of i get a vibe and a feel off stuff so mm. chris did send me some things and i tried jamming yeah. around and it just didn't happen no, because okay. I, I, I sort of really benefit. I mean, I'm not saying I couldn't come up with something, but I would sort of benefit from being in a room in with Chris room, yeah. and, and it sort yeah. of happening naturally and a bit more yeah. um, sort of authentically, I suppose, and, and natural. Yeah, yeah. I watched, I watched a great documentary film about Evanescence. Um, <clears throat> the album, I forget the name of it now, but the album they put together during COVID, and yeah, oh, fair yeah. enough, they've got a lot of expertise and money at their yeah. disposal then what they created was fantastic but i couldn't imagine the amount of work that has to go into doing something like that across the void yeah. like that you know yeah guitarists is in germany and they're in la or whatever doing their bits but it's just not as fun i don't think no like when we get together because we mate normally we'll, we'll go oh, we'll have a jam and we talk for about an hour, don't we, before we even start doing it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, talk for an hour, three, three or four beers later, and then we're like, <laughs> yeah, <do some> <laughs> yeah. that, that might be where you know a lot of this inspiration comes from. You know, it just comes yeah, from true, everywhere, maybe, yeah. it? So uh, that's cool. That's cool. So I put you on the spot, really. Then um, a two-pronged question for each of you. So, in terms of favourites of songs you've you've created, and then favourite songs that you like to perform. Of, you know covers basically have you got either yeah i have well i i i, I go in and out I, one song will be my favorite in a certain period of time and then another mm. one will be my favorite one at the minute is dirty things yeah. our original tune i just love the feel of that tune i love playing that tune i love the lyrics in that tune um yeah so that's my favorite original and mm. probably the <laughs> i don't know it's either going to be Cliff Richard. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew it was coming. I'll do, do a cover of Devil's Woman by Cliff Richard. Oh, which, okay. I wondered which one uh, you were going to bring out then. But. It's like, I love it. I love, I love that thing. I could have been like, uh, I could have like tried to bring up a celebration some or something like that. that. I know about that we do covers of, but yeah, <laughs> probably Cliff. That's Cliff. I like the, um, what's the one we do that sometimes you do on the slide? Oh, the Cage Elephant. Cage Elephant song, No Rest for the Wicked. I love performing that song. Okay. And because I, uh, I can just unleash when I put my guitar down and mm. I can say okay. prob probably those two, but I think it's Cliff at the minute. We ain't done it for a little while. <laughs> no, we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> you will now. Uh, <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Uh, how about you, Rich? You've got, you got any different ones to that? Yeah, yeah. I think to be, I think my one of a couple of my favourites of, of her own that we like doing. I think Jimmy Rhythm is probably up there. Mm. Um, just always seems to go down really yeah. well, and that's yeah. got sort of a 
different feel to it that yeah. I've, that I've heard anybody do close to it, to be honest with you. I can't say I've ever heard anyone do anything. I mean, we've had a few people say like it was like being in some shanty place in Las Vegas or something, yeah. didn't it? Or something, oh, wow. you know, we've had some strange, yeah. strange things said about that. And I, it is a cool vibe. So I, I really dig doing that one. And cover-wise... I'd probably Cliff, say get, it? no, it's not Cliff. <laughs> yeah, Cliff definitely ain't my one. I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it. I ain't gonna lie, but it's, it's not probably not one of my faves. I, I think uh, I think probably Gallows Pole. I think is probably yeah, one of my yeah, faves. That is, that is cool, um, yeah. It's just such a different version, and again, it just seems to take people a bit. You know, just don't expect yeah. it. Yeah. Um, okay. That's cool. Yeah. I was going to ask as, as well, actually, with your when you're performing. Do you, I guess you do a mix, obviously, of your own stuff and um, and covers. Do you find you get a different type of reaction or you get, I don't know, more attention, less attention when you're doing your own stuff? If it's something that, that the audience hasn't heard before, do you find they respond sort of differently to that? I think it depends where, what venue you're playing at. So mm. the venue we played recently, the Hope in um, Windsor, mm. that was just an out-and-out music venue and it was a music night. So people were coming there really to listen to original music. Mm. so they're really attentive but we've done gigs sort of in a pub where they've listened to your original stuff but the covers will go down like cliff richards everyone yeah. knows that tune so that'll go you down really well. the tagline to this interview so that will get a reaction because people know that song yeah sure um yeah. but the, the last few gigs we've been doing have been like showcase nights for original music so we get Okay, that's cool. A reaction from people who've come there to watch original yeah. tunes. On the guests that I had on the, the last series, actually, Robin Han, uh, he's a local musician down here in, in Torquay, and he does uh, a couple of like, regular places in Torquay, and I think he said one of them encourages him just to do his own stuff, and the other one won't have anything but covers. Right. Sort of thing. So, I mean, do you do you find that you, when you're sort of looking at venues and that, do you try to go wherever you can, or do you sort of favour those that will give you that chance to put your own stuff out there? I think at first I was just trying to get a gig anywhere, yeah. so just so where we could play anywhere. And we found that the Plough in Farnham, they were happy for us to do hour and a half of original music, cool. with a couple of covers knocked in there. Cool. So that was that was cool. But now I suppose we are trying. Well. Yeah, I'd rather play somewhere where they know it's going to be original music. Yeah. Um, uh, so I'll try and look out for that. But I'll just play anywhere. I just love playing anyway. So just get up and play. Um, and sometimes it's nice when someone's not expecting original music and they yeah. like your original tunes. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'll just play anywhere. I think, I, think it's, I think one of the difficult things we've found, though, is, is Basingstoke, and I've, I've, I've mm. always said it, and I've whether people agree or not, I don't know. But it, I've really always found that Bainstoke really struggles with a good music scene yeah. or any yeah. culture or yeah. art. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just, you know, as soon as something opens, it doesn't seem to last very long. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a few pubs and stuff that, 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 that obviously have a bit of music and that, but it's probably more your, your pub band, sort of typical pub yeah. band stuff. But it, again, it doesn't seem to last very long. There's not like a, a you know, a specific music venue where people go, oh, I'd go to Bainstoke, yeah. go to that, play <laughs> at that place or do no, that. I suppose so, not. You know, we have to travel quite a way, which when you do your original stuff is, can sometimes be a bit difficult because half the time you're out of pocket. You know, you're yeah, having to drive yeah. halfway up the, the M3 or London yeah. or that direction to play for nothing. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, we, we do it just because we love doing it. But that's that's one of the things that I found yeah. quite difficult is there's nowhere real local where we are that we can sort of just 
showcase. Okay. I, I kind of find it a shame that there's nowhere local because, like, our mates and that might come along if it was closer to Basingstoke. But yeah. a lot of the stuff we're doing is on a Tuesday or a Thursday night. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we were in Windsor. People ain't, don't want to travel all the way up to Windsor on a Thursday yeah, yeah. night. And so I've not really played in front of my like the old man comes along, didn't he? He tags along most of the time to take photos and stuff. Yeah, we've had we, we had we played in Farnham is probably the closest we yeah. played to be yeah, fair. Right. And we, we had a couple couple of people come to that, didn't yeah. we? But um to the point that we've been sort of discussing about it, chat maybe putting on a night in Basin Stone, mm. like running one ourselves, because we we got PA and everything last year. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're thinking maybe at having a go, but it's, it's finding a venue which we can sort of do it at really. Mm. But yeah. Yeah, but my, my I, I wasn't around Basingstoke enough. I think when I discovered live music, I mean, by the time I discovered live music, I was living up in Stoke-on-Trent, and I mean, the Midlands is teeming with live music locations. I mean, it's, yeah. It's, oh, know, really? Yeah, it's fantastic oh. up there, especially. I mean, it, for the metal scene as well, because I think you know around sort of Birmingham and that. Yeah. It's the birthplace of it. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. it's big up there, and most oh. weeks we used to go up there and watch. You know. a a live band and whatever and oddly enough one of the bands that we we did we ended up following them around um on a few times and then they did this random show in Basingstoke and <laughs> we came all the way back down to see them basically to surprise them and they that was up at the top of town I can't even think it was just this I don't know if it, it, was, it, it, it was a name pub that I knew at the time I can't think where it was Drake's was it? it How long ago was that? Be, oh Christ this is going back so I left uni in 2005, oh, right. round about then. I mean, yeah, we're talking sort of 15 yeah. years. That might have well been Drake, because Drake, Drake's at the top of town. Drake's become a bit of a music scene. They had, they had like a weird dancing cage in the back for yeah. nights when they had random right. stuff on. Um, yeah. But then they, they had a bit of like a staged area. Of, well, it was, it was Drake's and it went to, um, I think it was Silks or something yeah, like that. Right, um, ah, yeah. I wonder, no, Silks, no, that, no. That's, that rings a bell, actually. I wonder yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, it could well be that. Cool yeah, yeah, they, yeah. it kind of i think it was experience for them know your audience and it sort of yeah. they did they did a lot of like 80s it was 80s rock covers and okay. i mean they they looked like a throwback of guns and roses their image and oh, they, they they weren't as well received as they were back home up in stoke no. and they got a lot of hecklers and stuff and it's almost like okay oh, really? probably probably yeah. sort of misjudged that one slightly or just mm. the one crowd. They still have live music in there now, don't they? But it's yes. not the same But yeah, I don't think I'd want to play in there if I'm honest. No. <laughs> no. Uh, like I said, it's such a shame. If you yeah. think the size plays and stuff, you think by now, I mean, they, they tried doing a venue underneath what used to be the old nightclub a couple of years ago. I think it was called Stage One or something like that. Okay. I mean, they, they had some semi professional bands playing there, but it, I think it'd been lucky if it lasted nine months or something, yeah. I reckon. Oh, it's a shame. It's a shame. Yeah. It might do. I mean, yeah, it's a shame when you when you've got to sort of travel further afield. Yeah, and, you know, I don't mind traveling. It's just for me. Like, I want to. I want my mates to come along as well. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, play yeah in yeah. front of you know because I. But there's probably a couple of places that we might be able to get into. But yeah, um, a lot of them want you to have a certain amount of followers so you can guarantee bringing sure. people along. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah really, yeah. it's only just starting to take place. Yeah. Now, some of the bands that we'll play alongside will have thousands of. Yeah. we've yeah. got like 92 or something <laughs> <laughs> hey you never know might get a few more off the back of this you never know well yeah it's quite sort great of, you can help each other help rough. each other definitely <laughs> yeah. um so terms of have, have you been have you recorded any of your stuff or are you still in this sort of stage where you're just performing it live have you been in the studio <laughs> <laughs> so we recorded one right but 
haven't really digging it. Um, okay. He's done a good job on it, but I think yeah. I took from the experience that if we record another one, then I either have to do it myself or I need to be with the guy, like the producer, and tell him where he's going wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> tell him where he's going wrong. You may as well do, do it yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, oh, that's a shame. So Bullard, he's got a he's got a studio, and we've done a few things with him, mm. and he brings a good good sound to it, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. So and he yeah. he done some courses and that. So we're he's getting his studio up together, sort of home studio. Yeah. So we're going to try and do some stuff with him. I've wrangled cool. him in to get him to do some stuff. Um, but yeah, so we do. I think that's the next step, isn't it, to try and promote yeah. ourselves. At least to get like an, you know, like a free track EP or something. Just something yeah. To push out about. Yeah. Um, like I said, we, we have done a couple of things, but I think you're just not, you're not been happy with that. Yeah. So, I mean, he's done a good job, that Joe, didn't he? I'm not saying you know I've got no um, yeah. it was professional and all that. It just I felt it took something away from the track. Right. And there was too much for me to over via email and text sure. to change and. Yeah, so I, I, that's what I took away. Anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. I think well, I think you've got a thing in your head how you want it to sound, haven't you? Yeah. And, and yeah, you got to be happy with it. In other words, you know, yeah. it's, it's your baby, isn't it? Really. Yeah. You know, you're sort of and then, someone else doing the technical side, but it still needs to resemble what you want it to at the end of it. Yeah. Um, I'll look forward to that because what I've heard of of your original stuff for sure is is definitely definitely worth listening to, and you know, oh, I would yeah, I encourage yeah. anyone to go out there and check them out. So. You know, I'll definitely. Uh, I shall look forward to the day that you finally got something. Yeah. You know, something that everyone can get them. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing what yeah, you can. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I've I've been amazed by what some of these you know some of these guys done. Um, some of the guys I follow, so Seth Lakeman, don't know if you know him, a big sort of folk star, especially down here. Um, his first album, I think, or his second album, um, was he recorded in his kitchen for 300 quid. Yeah. You know, and you wouldn't know, I mean, no. what they were able to do with it if you know what you're doing. Yeah. Something like well, The technology's there, definitely. Yeah. I mean, even just on your Mac, you get GarageBand and you can do half decent stuff out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Is it like it's just knowing what you're doing, I think, in it with it? Yeah, it's just knowing what you're doing. Yeah. Mm. But, so, yeah I find we'll with Pollard, there. he actually brings something different. Yeah, because so what 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 we basically done is when when we we sat with Pollard because obviously it's just us, a couple mm. two guitars and, and and some vocals. Um, when we recorded the stuff with uh, with with Pollard Studio, basically we recorded the bare bulk of it, and then we sat there and messed about, and Steve sampled bits and pulled yeah. things in and put some sort of and the stuff that he was doing around that time, he was sort of making his mm. own tracks, wasn't he? Oh, and they okay. they they were very um, culture. He sort of brought a lot of um, sort of. Uh, yeah, like an African and an Eastern European, just all sorts of sounds he was bringing to it, and he kind of dropped them in the back of what we were doing, and it it just gave it a completely different feel. And I think that's it's been in Chris's head since. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I've struggled to get that out. He enhanced the haunting feeling of it. Yeah, I think, and it just clicked. It's just one of those things. It just clicked for me. It did anyway. So yeah, get some stuff recorded with Steve. Watch this space. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you can. <laughs> yeah. So that's 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 sort of the next step in the master plan. What what is your what is your actually probably an obvious question, really? What's your vision then? Um not not sounded like someone that like school teacher, where do you see yourself in five years' time? But yeah, what would you what would you like to do? Um, where would you like to be in a few years ultimately? I personally would like to get to the stage where 
so there's a few ven music venues. Um, there's one in Basingstoke, funny enough, called The Barn or something. Yeah, but, but anyway, there's a few music venues that um, they have regular acts. And, you know, there's semi-professional acts, I suppose. So I'd, I'd, try, I'd like to just get to around that level. I just want a gig. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to play. And um, if we could get enough of a following that venues would be happy to take us on, mm. if, if, if that is in their thinking, that you need a certain amount of followers or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just enough of a re reputation that these guys are decent and we can get some regular spots playing. Cool. I think that's what I see it. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty much down the same line. I'm just happy to happy to play. To be honest with you, um, no matter what level we get to, it's just yeah. great to get out. I mean, we, you know, I, I think I, I really enjoy being on some of these nights we got into recently, where they're yeah. they're quite. Um, there's all sorts. You go to a, a music, you know, night like the other night. And there was about seven, eight acts on. There was poetry, yeah. comedy, you know, music, and I, cool. I really enjoy that aspect because it's just yeah. art in its yeah. form. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just different from the sort of usual jam nights and such so yeah. I, I really go into those unusual nights uh, and that, that's quite a good venue to hope that we play yeah so just just keep branching out and like chris said you know we do a gig and at that gig we get a couple more gigs of it and yeah. then we do those gigs and we've got so hopefully we'll build up I mean, we're definitely of, not yeah. saying like we want to play this venue because if we play this venue this geezer might see us and we no, might get no. yeah you know whatever we just do it because we love it and <clears> it's, <throat> it's a hobby isn't it really? yeah, it is, yeah. um and God. whatever comes of it comes of it just keep playing do they still do the, this probably going back a little while, they used to do like a music festival at the, is it the War Memorial Park yeah, or something they, on top? Do they, they still do something there? Well, they, obviously, they haven't the last couple of years because of COVID. Yeah. Last I heard that Basingstoke Council were trying to kind of make it so difficult to put the, put it on with restrictions that I don't know whether it is still going to go in. No. Oh, oh, that's okay. what I like, uh, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But Basingfest or something, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it used to have some, some good acts on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. A few good people there. But, I, I yeah. remember going to one the year Chris and I left school. Um, I can't even think what it was called then. Something like Party in the Park. Like, Something around ra ra yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Was it that? Yeah. yeah, they yeah, had, yeah do you remember Sonic? I can't remember what the song was now. It was like the hit of the summer, and they had her there. Oh, uh, uh, yes. right. They had Reef last time. Yeah, Reef. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. quite cool. Yeah. Oh, I should have stuck around a bit longer. But. There we go. So unfortunately, we we we, I know Rich, you've only just you know come into part way through this, but I'll, I'll have to wind it up a little bit. But yeah, um, sure. where can people find you? First of all, I, I hate you know for the stereotypical question, where are you on social media? Where can they track down any of your stuff that is out there to listen to? And where can they find you in where where are you performing coming up? So, at social media wise, we've got a Facebook page. Just searching for autumn. That'll come up. We've got Instagram as well, which is searching for autumn <laughs> duo. Um, that's that's all on social media, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. they can find some videos on YouTube through Dead Sound Promotions, which is a guy that we he recorded us when we played at the Mulberry in Farnham, mm -hmm. um, Joe. And we're next playing at the Rose and Crown in Sandhurst. Monday, isn't it? Yeah, Monday, I think. Monday. You had a gig last night, did I, am I right? I think, did, did you have one uh, last night? Thursday. Thursday, couple yeah, of nights, yeah. Thursday, that was at the Hope in Windsor. Cool. Um, yeah, we've got one, okay. yeah, one coming up Monday, awesome. and then one on the 16th of March, St. Patrick's Day, I think. Oh, that, bigger one. That's at the Allwick all or something? I can't really remember. No, I don't. But that's in Egham. But yeah, so okay. we've got a few coming up. Cool. But if they, if anyway, 
is interested and want to go on social media, we just I'll post up there when we're playing and that. Brilliant. Cool. And so, in the yeah, in the uh, description, I'll put your links and and I'll put the link for um, was it Dead Sound Promotions? Did you say on YouTube? Dead Sound yeah. Promotions. Yeah, yeah I'll, he, I'll he, there there's loads of videos on there on, of other artists as well. It's real cool. Yeah, um, Joe, Joe does a really good yeah, job on his videos. Actually, yeah, you know, he, yeah. he pieces them together well. The, the sort of vibe goes along with sort of our, our music. Sort of yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool vibe to it. So yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, listen, guys, thank you so much for your time. This is, is let, let's not leave it 22 years for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Scary as that is. Yeah. I don't want to be that old oh. by the time we catch up again. Um, <laughs> 22 years. I know. It's, where's uh, it gone? Eh? Where's it gone? But, man, I dread to think what I'm going to look like in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to work out. I'm great. you like now. So God knows I'm probably bald in 22 years. <laughs> I reckon I'll still have a cardigan though. Yeah, I reckon you still have that cardigan. <laughs> oh, you got to rock that. This is your usual, usual get-up. This, this is what people can expect from a searching for autumn gig. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. No, I've just worked out I'll be 60 by that point. And I've, oh, yeah, that, I, I, no, I think we'll, 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 we'll try and catch up again before that. So, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Man. But, no, thank you, guys. This has been amazing. So, um, yeah, everyone go out there and check them out on um, social media. If you're, in the, uh, if you're in the facility, get out there and see Searching for Autumn. And hopefully, you know, we'll have you back on soon, you know, when, uh, when you've got some stuff out there, when you've got more shows lined up, yeah. whatever it is. And, uh, yeah, awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for inviting us on, man. Yeah, oh pleasure. no, no, anytime, mate. It's been great. It's, it's been a great excuse, isn't it? Really, to uh, to, yeah, to catch yeah, up. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's brilliant. Yeah, no, anyway, thanks a lot, dude. Good, good to catch up, man. Yeah, you too, mate.